I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the SmackDown preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of Friday Night SmackDown. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review SmackDown but also Raw, NXT 2.0, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage pay per views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course. On WrestleCulture, as I said, they're joined by Michael Hammond to look ahead to SmackDown tonight. And have you two been behaving whilst I've been off the last couple of days? Almost too much, actually. Our um, nervousness around not preserving the legacy of the podfather in your absence. We switch <laughs> lives a little bit. Like, typically, of course, we are the Dadleys, and you get to be that, like, the, the kid getting in a bother. <laughs> and then every now and then one of us has to bring you back in line. I think, like, when you're gone, all of a sudden we're like, well, we... I need to get these podcasts out. And like Cedric takes the hosting duties very seriously and he works on getting your introduction right. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, I can't ruin this for him because I, <laughs> I, I can't break the take. Otherwise, we're going to have to record this again. And like Big Daddy Wilbs might be on the messages saying, guys, where's the uh, afternoon review podcast or something <laughs> like that? So yeah, we have, for the most part, been on best behavior this time. But I think a little bit of that, and elephant in the room, yes, this is the SmackDown review. This weekend is, of course, going to be a grand payoff to a long-standing pro wrestling storyline. Mm-hmm. You know, Roman Reigns might actually complete a promo in under 20 minutes. <laughs> We've been waiting for nearly two years for this big moment in pro wrestling. I just think, I think that's been on all our minds this week. When you think of like two-year-long arcs, <laughs> I think Roman Reigns completing a promo without interruption could be the one. I, I can't think of anything this weekend that no. there's been more investment put into. And here we are. We have arrived at very much the ground zero of the biggest story in pro wrestling. <laughs> and this, we are feel blessed that, that we can get to talk about that. It is genuinely intriguing to see how what they're going to do tonight because there's a huge match we have to talk about first and foremost, and that is King Woods versus Roman Reigns. I have to say, you know, as always, SmackDown a bit all over the place last week, mm. but they haven't put a foot wrong with the the uh, bloodline story in a long, long time. And I just, we could see what was coming, and I didn't care. And that shot, I just watched the little video preview on WWE.com of him chinning Woods and that crown going flying just perfectly has built to a great match and one with a really a lot of intrigue around it considering we're what, just over a week away from Survivor Series as well and a friend of King Woods is going to be fighting Roman Reigns there as well. Yeah, I um, I can't be too mad at any of this really. I, like the, 
One of the problems with the Survivor Series, obviously, every year and every week we get to talk about this in November, is just how WWE expects you to care about Raw versus SmackDown and the T-shirts they're wearing, and it's always post-draft and blah, 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 blah. But there is no title on the line between Roman and Big E, but there is suddenly a bit of question around the result. It's not for the title, so is this an opportunity to beat Roman Reigns? When otherwise you, you can't, ever, really. So Big E getting this huge win feels suddenly on the table, and then they've gone to the trouble of adding a bit of an emotional investment to it. I thought that Big E on Raw would say, we know that this isn't about the brands, this is about friendship, and I will be there on Friday, and he didn't. So this says to me that Roman is going to pulverise Woods in a more formal fashion, that being in the body of a match. Woods is going to get really close to beating him. That's going to be super dramatic. That's going to be super awesome. The match is going to rule. But Roman's going to get the win, and then we're going to get much the same, and it's going to be, you'll just have to wait eight days to try and get me, or whatever the Survive Series is, seven days, eight days. You'll just have to wait the Nine time. days, actually. Oh, well, there we go. You'll just have to wait. Nine days! Nine days live at the Survivor Series! Nine days! Nine days! Um, You'll just have to wait nine days, and then you can get your hands on me, and almost the beating now becomes a way to prod Big E with a stick. Big E that wants to make it SmackDown, but for pretend invisible brand wall reasons can't, has to see this from a distance and wish he could do something about it. I think he is going to be on the show eventually, but like you say, I don't think it's going to be this big formal, I'm going to come out and confront you. He's going to come out right at the end, as you say, as mm. Woods is getting murdered post-match. Because they've already, they took Kofi out, of course, last yep. week. Um, one would assume... Well, he's not on the Survivor Series team, as far as I'm aware, for the blue brand. Let me just double-check that, considering I have no idea. No, he's not. King Woods is. Sami Zayn, Happy Corbin, Jeff Hardy, Drew McIntyre on mm-hmm. the blue brand. So that takes him out of that. So that's good. Not good, obviously. No, I wouldn't wish an injury <laughs> or something. But that's, you know, makes sense in yeah. storyline. And I think, yeah, I think you're going to get a spectacular match between mm. Xavier Woods. We We often complain about the fact that he showcases his talent so often. And we were begging him to win King of the Ring, not that we think it's an important thing and it's going to you know, jumpstart his career mm. within the single scene of WWE, but we often wax lyrical about just how good he is and how underrated and underappreciated he is. He's been showing that recently with the Usos matches. And yeah, I'd give him a good 15, 20 minutes in the main event of this. Um, for, and then, yeah, Biggie, I, f- I feel like he has to show up. I don't think you want to do it because then you've got... All you've effectively got, even WWE would try and screw this up, you've got this show and two other shows before Survivor Series where you can have potential coming togethers of the two world champions. I think if you don't do it this week, then he probably maybe has to be there on the go-home SmackDown because that'll be the Survivor Series go-home show for WWE as well. But this week, if they wanted to, it really wouldn't be that much of a stretch. Um, We know Big E is convalescent at home after what Kevin Owens did to him on Monday Night Raw. You have a creative reason for Big E not to be on hand to look after his friend. Mm. We know the New Day's friendship trumps brand lines, trumps stupid WWE storylines. So they have inbuilt on Raw a perfect narrative reason as to why Big E's not there yet. He's not going to be, he's not going to speak or be seen or be heard of until next Monday when he has words for Kevin Owens and he, you know, like lays out the challenge to him or Seth or whatever, basically addresses his Raw business. That's when the blue t-shirt gang show up, by the way, 100%. And put Raw under siege. Yep. On Monday. Um, but he addresses his Raw business on Raw and then, I think I probably pitched this last week, but it's probably now better next week and says, like, I've got a lot of things on my plate at the moment. Kevin Owens, your days are numbered. Seth Rollins, don't think I've forgotten about you. And Friday, Roman, I was watching from my hospital bed. And you know, that set up yeah. a pretty cool go-home smackdown where, like, all of Big E's ducks are in a row. I'm, 
I'm scared to pitch this. Because, you know, I often pitch things and say, well, I don't physically have to do it, so it's not my problem. <laughs> but I also have a somewhat good memory. You have a far better memory than mine. And I remember back when I, or when this actually happened at Survivor Series, someone getting speared out of midair. Yeah. And, you're right. Uh, you're right to pitch this because it is going to look awesome. Because obviously that happened with Shane was going coast to coast and Roman, not deliberately, but there was a concussion at the end of it. Yeah, um, and he he had no idea where he was. Um, kicked out, didn't he? Possibly. And then I think Randy Orton had to go and have a word with his kids and be like, "Daddy's fine." <laughs> I mean, he doesn't recognise you right now, but he thinks the six here. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we all know it's. He had the brilliant. Was it elbow? Leg drop. He had the brilliant mm -hmm. top rope leg drop and has obviously got that rope walk elbow drop. Mm -hmm. Both yeah. moments where he is flying through the air with the greatest of ease, almost ready to be... I mean, you can spear him or if you want to maybe be a bit safer, just have Roman pop up, pop up and Superman, Superman punch. Superman punch is the safer option, isn't it? Out the air, out the sky. It's like I said, I think you're right. I think we're going to get some near falls, some, you know... Because because it's WWE, you will probably buy on a roll up near fall for Xavier Woods <laughs> after some hopping onto the apron interference from the New Day uh, from the USO. Sorry, but yeah, I feel like the end of it is like, oh my god, he mm -hmm. might actually pin the Universal Champion, and then Roman it's Romans because it's, it's it's the storyline we keep coming back to of sometimes he does cut corners and he does need that little bit of help, but often when he because he's going to go into this going. The king, all right, yeah, I'll yeah. beat him. But obviously, when he like, when he turns up and when he tries, yeah. he can beat anyone on his day. But you feel like tonight he's going to take it a bit too easily with Woods and realise, oh, I'm in a bit of a fight here. That cool moment where Woods is a jump away, a literal hop, skip and a jump away from beating Roman Reigns as well. Well, you would imagine they'll have the crowd eating out of the hands for that, off the back of a decent match. And as you say, it starts with Roman not taking him seriously. Woods, as a bit of a lone gunslinger dealing with the Usos, would look pretty cool mm. as well. So him knowing that the Usos are a like, clear and present danger, but then booting them away. And like you can actually see Roman selling on the mat, and then Woods trying to get up to the top rope, and both Usos trying to stop him, and him shooing them away, like doing something really cool to get rid of them both. And then that little gap in time, that little minute was all Roman needed. As you say, he's kind of still used his help, but that fist, as we know, is powerful enough to generate fireworks from a floor. Mm -hmm. So it's absolutely powerful enough to pin Xavier Woods with one to the head. So... <laughs> Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. 
Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, looking at other things on Survivor Series, because WWE don't, um, do you, I expect a response probably t- from Sasha Banks, obviously t- attacked a couple of weeks ago by Shotzi, then mm-hmm. Shotzi caused that promo last week, and they're both on the Survivor Series team for for SmackDown. Yeah. You think that's something we're going to get tonight? Possibly. It's a, it's a feud, and I expect it to be um, heated up at the Survivor Series mm-hmm. to you know move forward into the December months. They're going to want Sasha to find something in Shotzi from an in-ring point of view that will leave her in a better position than she was than when the feud started, um, of which I think she will, but it's just a character. I think it's going to take a while for this Shotzi character to feel real. It felt really inorganic when she turned. It didn't... Like, it couldn't have felt more like she was reading scripted verbiage on last week's SmackDown. That was... Shotty Blackheart was one of the few performers in a very stale NXT that, like, by force of will, her personality overcame anything that they could have tried to book her in. She was just so magnetic as a performer. And she knew herself. You could tell she knew who she was. And it was like, I've got to be me. I can't be any sort of other version of it. And WWE are immediately like, nope, we want you to be that version. Yeah. We want you to be each and every one of you here. It's like, see this cookie cutter. Yeah. Like, I got green hair. Look at me for Christ's sake. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm worried that this will throttle the personality out of Shotzi, but fingers crossed the matches bring her on in a different way. And she, then she's able to like leak the personality out. In the meantime, I have concerns from Monday Night Raw that Sonya Deville, who, let's be honest, her character at the moment is just kind of loves being a dickhead. She was dickhead <laughs> to Naomi on Raw and then on, like on SmackDown. And then on Raw, it's like, right, you all suck. Partners, Nikki Cross and uh, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley. Like, you're not even... A, Half of your team's a loser. But I still want to see you fight each other. It's like, well, what about Team Raw? It's like, fight each other. Yeah, so you've got that on the one side. I think they could do it again. I honestly think they could be like, uh, did you see uh, those guys? Hell of a match on Monday night. Can you guys not go out and do better? Like, negging all the women to go and have a match against each other. It'd be nice to see Aaliyah have a match on SmackDown, if I'm honest. How's she got in team without having a match? She's going to win it, isn't she? That's, that's it. They're going to do the same match. Five, you know, five and five and five and five. Sasha and Shotzi split off, and then you've got the remaining three, and Aaliyah gets the win. And it's like, uh, maybe the Dark Horse of Team SmackDown is the one that should be the captain, and that, that becomes mm-hmm. the, the drama, is that we've seen Aaliyah be part of it. I think we've stumbled into something there. Natalia can just not be involved. And you could have, you know, <laughs> the other two would be Aaliyah versus Shayna Baszler, and Shayna Baszler's got her own issues going on with Naomi. Do you think Naomi sneaks into this Survivor Series team, perhaps? Like, oh, I don't know. Don't anyone's, no one's losing sleep until Tali gets kicked off this team. It's all I'm saying. <laughs> or, you know, like, in all fairness, Aaliyah looks like the sort of person that is there to be fodder, yeah. Like, zoinked out as Dominic Mysterio was. You know, like, you, do you put something in a graphic so you can come up with a television reason to take them out of it? Um, Naomi, possibly. Like, maybe, again, Sonya Deville, the straw that stirs the drink, is backstage and being like, look, whoever gets the pin in this match can be replaced by, like, somebody else. And, uh... What? No, that phrase, you use it often, and I really like it. But I always think you're going to say that straw that breaks the camel's back. <laughs> so now in my head, the guy going, yeah, the straw that stirs the, stirs the camel's drink. Wait, what was the that? camel's drink. I know, it's just post-crown. It's like, camels? Are you finally giving us camel's pamphlet? Because I've been waiting for these things to come back. No, uh, I say that phrase because I think it's really terrible storytelling. It's a rubbish character. Like, somebody wants to come in and mix it up. Are they a little baby face and what are the motivations? They want to mix it up. It's <laughs> so lazy. It's 
tropey and it's nonsense. Um, I, what I'm saying is I don't have high hopes because Raw didn't give me them. Mm, I think that's fair. But I uh, I do think you are going to get now. Maybe taking Shayna's spot. I, I don't wish that on her. I like Shayna Baszler. I want her to be in the team. But maybe. What about, how about this then? You have this five-way and let's say Aaliyah gets, no, for you, for you. It's nice to have you back today. Natalia gets pinned. Yes. And Sonia says, Naomi, I've listened to you. I've heard what you said. Natalia lost tonight. She proved herself the weak link. So the fifth member of Team SmackDown is me. Yes. And Naomi's like, what? And then that's the kind of... But then Naomi can, go, uh, the next night, the night after, or Friday after Survivor Series, can go, cool, uh, nice to see you fighting at Survivor Series. Remember you said, if I ever step between the ropes again, then we can have a fight. Well, you've just had Bingo. a fight. So. There you go. Uh, right. I will, I'm going to do a bit of parenting uh, that I'm sure you've done before. If you're good... Mm-hmm. I've got a game for you. Okay, all right. But first, you have to tell me what's next for Sami Zayn and here, oh, bro. Jesus Christ. I don't want the game. Can I just kind of... I feel like my kids did this to me before. We, we don't want that treat. Oh, shit. Uh, that was, that's my part <laughs> out the window. Then. I can't bribe you to do that thing I need to do. Um, I, oh, this was really awkward last week. It do you was. think this is something I'm focused on and they're just not ever going to follow up on it? Because Sami's obviously on the Survivor Series team and Hit Row are, well, have always been the three guys, as we know. know always man. been... Just those three, yeah. It was so palpable last week. Um, their friend, colleague, arguably most other person in the act, was fired. <laughs> there was no getting around it. It was really weird. And for the second week, possibly as concerning as how it felt to have Hit Row without B-Fab and just go on as if life is totally normal. For the second week in a row, I think it's in a row, was it me or were Hit Row kind of marginalised and boxed off as almost like sort of comedy cheerleaders of SmackDown rather than wrestlers? Was it not the week before that they were like, hey, the New Day, you guys are cool, and they were just there to kind of just exist to pat them on the back? You're right. I think I'm getting sort of early Street Profits vibes. They're just like, oh, you're characters backstage before we're going to let you, I mean, not promote Swerve as we should because he's the best one in the group, and then instead focus on Top Dollar because he's big. I don't want to get us in trouble here, but I think we all know what we're implying about the people that run WWE and what they think of certain wrestlers. And... Like, I don't want to be overt about it, but we just, we know what this company is. We know what it thinks of certain talents and the Street Profits isn't apt comparison for lots of unfortunate reasons. And I I worry a little bit about them not being, it's not so much they don't want to push Hit Row, but I don't think they're bothered about what the in-ring looks like. I think they see them as this, they look at WWE as this theme park slash circus masquerading as a wrestling company where you don't just go to the theme park for the roller coasters or the circus for the stilt walkers. You go to the theme park for a bit of everything. You go for some characters, you go for some candy floss, you go to the circus because you want to see, I don't know what you get at a circus anymore, a clown that looks a bit like Bray Wyatt and an elephant standing on his back feet. I think circus is fucking weird. I don't know why I've used that analogy. I should have stuck with theme parks. And I know that. <laughs> but they see WWE as one of those. And unfortunately, it's not. It's a ring where people wrestle and everything should be targeted towards the wrestling match at the end of the day. Mm. But they don't look, they don't see, um, let's take Top Dollar because he gets pelters quite a lot. But they don't see Top Dollar as like a sort of a, a developmental prospect big man who you can maybe mold into something. They don't see Swerve as this polished, ready guy that we have all seen for years. Like they don't see Swerve as somebody that you could put into the top mix quite soon. They see novelty rap act. Mm. They've sacked one of and it doesn't really matter. Like they look at Hit Row and be like, right, um, guys, next week I want you to workshop uh, pun names for Hit Row's talk show. Hit show, done it. Right, tick, done. So, like, they're waiting for Hit Show to start when, what the f is it called? Laugh Time with Baron Corbin's over. Like, 
<laughs> hit show. So they're just, at the moment, they're like the talk show hosts without a talk show. And I just, I don't know. I, like, when you try and say, oh, well, where's this going to progress with Sami Zayn? Yes, it might lead to top dollar versus Sami Zayn. But I don't think they're going to be having this match where it's like, hmm, one of these two could win the Royal Rumble if they win this. I, I don't foresee having this kind of grand stakes or this bigger plan. Um, I, I, don't, I don't feel good about it. Put it like that. I'll admit that while you're talking about that, my mind did wander. And now I picture Isaiah Swerve Scott, who should be doing far more in ring than we're about to suggest as a huge jacked man in The Greatest Showman or The Greatest Hit Roman. <laughs> Okay. So, We've given them enough um, heroes that they can, because they listen, thanks for listening to WWE, yeah, they can cheers. isolate one and replace all the B-Fab's parts. <laughs> we're, we're, we're here for you, WWE, called Callous Company that you are. Also, just glancing at Survivor Series, if you're on the men's team Raw, you think this is a piece of piss, this five-on-five five match. If I'm a member of team Raw, right, I'm look around, mm. I know they made the whole thing about these are all former world champions, even you, Ray. Yeah. Uh, Seth Rollins, sneaky bastard, but brilliant wrestler. Finn Balor, hmm. just been wrecking dudes on NXT and was this close from beating Roman at the pesky thing not broken. Can literally come back from the dead. Kevin Owens, insane. Gone mad, yep. Bobby Lashley. Awesome, nails. Do I need to say any more? Yep. You look at Team SmackDown, right? So in this scenario, I'm Rey Mysterio. Probably should be looking over his shoulder, if anything, Ray. Mm-hmm. Taking more care of your son. Uh, I think we've isolated a certain situation that's going to happen at a certain time. I, I noticed some things. Uh, you've been off this week. You missed this. There was a there was a story that was confirmed in the uh, in the wrestling news sphere. A bit late to the party, guys. Yeah, you don't need sources. You just need instincts, and you just need the exact date that people have pinpoint been pinpointing for two years. Same. Anyway, let's just we'll send them on that. Yeah, so we'll save that for Monday. Yeah, and we've already and the uh, LTST of course was the fact that uh, didn't Sami Zayn host a segment called the Electric Chair? Oh, oh, just a thought. LTST. Uh, but if you're looking at the other team, you're like, okay, Drew McIntyre, obviously mm-hmm. world champion, beat Brock Lesnar, etc. But we've got Bobby, who we know can go sort of 50-50 with him. And then you add anyone else, Kevin Owens, Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, and you go, well, that takes him out of the picture. Jeff Hardy, he's been hanging about backstage, chatting with Aaliyah, That's and <laughs> was in the 24-7 title picture about six weeks ago. Yeah. King Woods, mm-hmm. a threat, but he's about to die tonight in the main event, getting yep. murdered by Roman Reigns. Sami Zayn... Mm-hmm. I love Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn should be in the world title picture for me, but he, he's not. Mm-hmm. And Happy Corbin. Yeah. I mean, the only thing you'd be concerned about, I suppose, is what if we laugh too much at uh, <laughs> Mad Cat Moss's jokes and then we get rolled up? That is going to be the first distraction finish in that match, isn't it? Yeah. Tells a joke. This sh- Tells a joke. Ray Mysterio goes, good one. Roll up. Oh, bloody hell, I've lost, son. Don't worry, Dad. Up you go. It was... Like, I want to flash everybody's mind back, because it was a really great spot, but it was, it was indicative of something that, at the time, we should have laughed a little bit less at. Remember at the 2006 Survivor Series, where Shawn Michaels superkicked Mike Knox right at the bell, eliminated him, and didn't even know who he was. Who was, was that like, guy, yeah. Who was that guy? Are we winning? Oh, we're winning. Oh, cool. We're winning like that. WWE has reached such a low that it kind of feels like almost all the teams smacked down at that. Like, especially Corbin and Mad Cat Moss. But, like, there is an energy. There is a Mike Knox energy around this team, SmackDown, when you compare them to Team Raw. So, like, they've just, like, they've, what, is, what is it called? Uh, run the table. Where yes. they're just, uh, like, one, two, three, four, five, all eliminated. And then they're like, has the match started? Yeah, yeah, Bobby, we've won. Oh, cool. Like, I, thought, I thought this was uh, I thought this was, this was training matches. I thought we were waiting for the real guys to come out. Also, just a, just a quick heads up, just a bit of admin here. We have used up our Mike Knox counter for the year, covering him not only with aces and eights on the uh, 
Oh, a raw no. review and here. So no more mentions of Mike Knox for the rest of 2021, Hamford. One okay. of the only other pay he ever worked was December to Dismember, and we like bringing that up around Christmas time. So Now, if it's not Mike Knox, who do you think can answer Drew McIntyre's <laughs> Open Challenge tonight? And I've got a game, so okay, give me okay. a, a genuine answer so we can actually do oh, some critical analysis. I don't know. Um... Because like the ricochet thing, I thought was my was my favourite Friday night match last week, including what happened on Rampage. I thought it was great. Well, because of the Survivor Series build, which has kind of happened out of nowhere, and how great the ricochet match was last week. Adam Pearce has got confusing motivations at present. At present, hasn't he? Um, he was there on Raw, negging the team, negging Dominic Mysterio, and I just. Like, is that your pick? I just, just was glancing at this roster page. I think it might be Drew Gulak. Well, I, it's just more of people who aren't being used and have great matches with Drew McIntyre. Well, I thought Adam Pearce would be like, Drew, loving your work. Survive Series tune-up. You and Jeff Hardy. Like, because he, the teammates fighting each other, that whole deal, Jeff's not going to lose a spot on the team. But only because, at this point, I think they're already moving into an angle with Drew. I think this is, you know, you've got this, mm. like... that. After Survivor Series especially, they're going to want to be getting him ready for the Royal Rumble. They're going to want to potentially get him for Roman Reigns on this day one. Day one, yeah, day I one think it's called. Um, whenever it is they want to do it. I don't think they've got a match in them better than Ricochet. So Jeff Hardy is somebody that will just take some absurd bump off a claim off him. Yeah. Not, whatever happens this week is going to... Drew Gulak's a shout, but they're going to really struggle to touch. And the Drew Gulak will come out and not say, oh, I've not been booked well and I deserve so much more and I'm a fantastic technical wrestler. He's going to say... My name's Drew too. I'm going to be <laughs> Drew number one on SmackDown. And that's basically what's going to happen. So for the game, I thought I've got the roster page up for WWE.com forward slash superstars for okay. SmackDown. And I'm just going to scroll up and down. You say stop. And then you pick a number between one and four. And that is Whoa, the person who is like going to answer the open challenge. This is a certain. It's a bit like I'm spinning a wheel, a wheel of fortune that might air before SmackDown <laughs> in certain networks of people that listen to the show. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Well, <laughs> one, two, three, or four. SmackDown is shit. So I'll go for two. I'm going to turn this round, and you can tell the listeners who is answering Drew Drew McIntyre's <laughs> open <laughs> challenge. Yes. Tonight we have just booked Drew McIntyre versus Vince McMahon. <laughs> It was between Michael Cole, Mr. McMahon, Mustafa Ali, and Naomi. Oh, wow. And you selected Mr. McMahon. So, am I as bad as Sonya Deville? Naomi's, Actually, like, Naomi's like, right, I'll answer the Drew challenge. That's fine. It's like, no, you're boss. I'm going to pick your old boss. That number two column, okay. Your yeah. options would have been if we go Aaliyah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Welcome to SmackDown. Yeah. Cesaro. Yeah. That would be great, that obviously. Could actually happen. Yeah. Eric. Ivar. Right. Jinder Mahal. Oh. <laughs> right. Mr. McMahon, my pick, actually, I've changed my pick, Pat McAfee. Very good. <laughs> Rich Bloody Holland, Shanky, Shotzi, or Top Dollar. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, Rich Bloody Holland is not a bad shout because obviously Drew would beat him, but then... You could beat Ridge straight away. Well, but Ridge Bloody Holland's mate Seamus would come out. Ooh. We were just talking about you in pub last night. You, Scot- you Scotch piece of sh- like that. And then... Uh, I'll eat you quicker than eating a scotch egg. <laughs> <laughs> knobhead. Here. Yeah, we, they need knobhead on WWE TV more. Here, Shamo, get us some pork scratchings. I'm just going to go back to Drew McIntyre. Like, I put my 50p on pool table. I came back <laughs> and it was gone. <laughs> I think you took it. 
I think we've basically named everyone on SmackDown now <laughs> as well in the men's division to face Drew. So we've covered all our bases. The dartboard's there, and Ridge Holland wants to go and like, play, and he just starts playing, and then he gets grief. Drew's like, give me those back the mind. He said, there wasn't even my darts! <laughs> There we go. Right, let us know your thoughts ahead of SmackDown tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. You get Michael Sidgwick's book on pre-order right now. Uh, WhatCulture.BigCartel.com is the place to go. Follow us all on Twitter, as I said, at WhatCultureWWE. And subscribe to WhatCulture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. For daily wrestling podcasts, we're going to be previewing Rampage. Like you've got WrestleCulture with hashtag BloodyGoodQuiz. Uh, and we'll be back on Monday to review a AEW Full Gear and Friday Night Smackdown, of course. <laughs> what like, disparity that's going to be, man. I'm going to start it off on Monday being like, right, Sid, let's sit down and record the big show. Smackdown, what do you think of it? <laughs> uh, right, this has been the Smackdown preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.